0: I'm Greg Rockefeller, I'm Beth Rockefeller,
1: and I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a Family Book Club podcast.
0: Today we are discussing Red Queen by Victoria Aviard. So grab a copy and
2: join us on this literary journey. The shield explodes to life above us, a giant purple dome of veined glass like the one in the spiral garden, not to protect us, but to protect the crowd. Sparks of lightning pulse through the monstrous ceiling, teasing me. Without Arvin, the lightning would be mine, and I could fight. I could show this world who I am, but that is not meant to be. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is episode 19, Red Queen, chapter 28, and the epilogue.
1: So, Mare, coming out with blazing optimism.
2: Oh, so much optimism.
0: That's what she's known for, though.
2: Yeah. She really is. And by this point in the book, she's got so much to be optimistic right.
1: about. Right, yeah. This is just a great situation. Sunshines and rainbows for Mayor Barrow. Always look on the bright side
0: of life. The... Okay. So, they're basically, I mean, it's combat, but it's basically an execution, is what we're seeing here. Right.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, an arena yeah. battle between two silvers, but one—it's five on two, and one doesn't have abilities. Yeah, correct. So it's basically five on one. Right. Right. Theoretically, we shall see that.
1: Right, right.
2: Even, even without weapons, Mare's brain can still be a weapon.
0: But yes. Cal or Mr. Get Comfort. Down.
2: Yeah, we'll get there. We'll Getting get too excited.
0: Mr. Comfort, okay. as we'll call him. Hmm. He, he swells up and says he'll protect Mary. And he actually tries to make her feel better. I feel like he's trying to make her feel That's better. That's
1: what he's, he's trying. Definitely
2: trying to. to. He's like, yeah. well,
0: they'll try to drag it out and make it take a long time. And they will, they'll they want it to be slow and painful. And like, is yeah. this supposed to make me
1: feel better?
2: Well, I think he's trying to tell her, like, number one, prepare for a fight. You know, they're, it's not just going to be a firing squad. going to come out here and kill us like Lucas. They're going to play with us for a while. Right. But number two, that also gives them a chance to try and formulate a plan, a plan. And, right.
0: right? Which they is can correct. Actually fight or back. take a couple out with but them. But still, it's not necessarily what he's saying. It's the way he says it, and it it's like, okay, he's, he's not good with words. No, Cal, no. Not, Cal not word good. <laughs> but I think it's that mayor. The way mayor hears it is. Oh don't worry. They're just going to torture us for a while. Right. You know? <laughs> That's what she's. Yeah.
1: Cal is clearly not the smart Calor brother.
2: Yeah. And, and definitely no word good.
0: No. no. And as we pointed or out. Could, apparently. <laughs> and as we pointed out, Mayor is quite the pessimist. Yeah. Obviously we were being sarcastic. Right. Earlier. <laughs> if but, you could yeah, tell. She's I mean I know she's been through a lot.
1: Have Mr. Comfort and Miss Optimism. Optimism. Right. Yeah.
0: Lovely. I know she's bear- I know that Mare's been through a lot, but still it's like anything is always everybody's dead. And right. it's all my fault. That's where her mind immediately goes.
1: Pretty much. And you know, sometimes she's not wrong.
2: Mare the catastrophizer. But Cal plays Mr. Chivalrous and puts himself in between the five assassins skulking towards them and Mare. And Mare. Is and there a
1: reason you keep feeling the need to point out the number?
2: I just think it's it's just not really fair. I <laughs> mean yeah, yeah, it's supposed not supposed to be. be. Supposed to be. <laughs> right. Later on in the chapter when Mare's like, but it's not fair. I'm like, girl, do you even know where you are?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you
2: not been reading the same twenty-eight chapters and plus an epilogue that I've been reading? <laughs> <laughs> Because none of this is fair. <laughs> like, right. what's not fair? And then, and,
0: Honey. And Evangeline's taunting mare, which doesn't help.
2: Yeah, no. so she wants to go straight for her, and Cal's like, no, yeah. don't do that. Also... Go after Rhombos, because you're way faster than him, so you can right. you know, keep him on his toes.
0: Right, and they've realized also, because this particular arena is has sand, which they realize realized does not burn well. So... Cal has his his ability, but they've designed this particular arena so that it doesn't help him as much as it could.
2: Right. Not only does the sand not burn, but the floor moves out of the way and there's a giant reservoir of water there. For the nymph. For the nymph, because they know that historically, when they're doing training in battle, that the nymphs can usually get both Maven and Cal into... Decent amounts of trouble, right? Did,
0: did they point Cal out for that? Because Cal was the one that was pointing out how Maven was getting himself into trouble.
2: Yeah, but didn't Cal fight a nymph in that one chapter? Mm-mm. No, but I mean,
1: definitely think that... Only, Maven
0: did. The only, yeah, the only one Cal had is he fought two people and beat them both. He was playing well, with
1: them, but one of them wasn't a nymph. No, no, because he beat them.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the I point mean, is, they can still beat a nymph
1: burners usually right. not a good mix. Yeah. Fire, Fire water. They've
0: burn. yeah, they've set the stage. They've set it set it up so that clearly they have the advantage obviously and of course they're going to do. And there's a shadow which what exactly are the shadows?
1: They can bend light.
2: Yeah, so they can make themselves invisible or they can make other things invisible by bending light around them.
1: They can also, if they're really vain, which most silvers are, they can also just make themselves look absolutely beautiful
2: at all. Right, because they can give themselves the best light. <laughs> <All> I <right>, you. <gotcha. laughs> but I think this was a trick. I think they sent him in first because he's small and fast, and they're like, okay, go in there, attack cow, get him to flame up, get yourself on fire somehow, because I think the steam was part of the plan all along. He goes in there, comes back with his arm or whatever, basically on fire. And Osanos douses the flames and then all of a sudden there's steam, there's steam everywhere. everywhere. So you can't. And, and it, it, Somehow there's a glass dome. I don't remember them talking about a glass dome being over I think the whole it's thing. Like just the, the shield. The but
1: lightning shield works effectively both ways.
0: Well, they can't have a lightning shield because they don't want mayor to have access to any kind of lightning, I guarantee you, regardless of whether there's an Arvin there or not. I don't think they realize yet the full extent of her ability that she can create lightning out of nothing. I don't think the they know it. The point is,
1: yet. because of a dome, the steam doesn't get out.
2: Right. And it keeps the whole thing basically in shadows yeah. to where. And of
1: course, Cal's not going to stop trying to flame up, him. so there will never not be steam. Right. Even if it
0: but dissipates. This is something. As I pointed out before we started recording, that I think gives Mare an advantage and they didn't think about because they're thinking of Mare as in her ability. We gotta get rid of right. that lightning. And
1: ability. as soon as we take her ability away, she's gonna be helpless None because that's how silvers are.
0: Right. None of them think about the ability she's honed her whole life as a red, sneaking right. and stealing and moving in and out of things without being seen. You've just given her yeah a foggy arena.
2: Well, and nobody really knows about that part of right. it. Right, and they think, they they think she has no
0: power, that. and she's this little girl who can't do anything now. Yeah. They have no clue.
2: Vastly underestimating her.
0: And they made a huge mistake.
1: Also, they literally trained her with, like, the obstacle course that she yeah. had to Correct. run on. She's like, you idiots, you trained me for this. Yeah. What are you doing?
2: All right, we're still getting ahead of ourselves, though. Yeah, I know. Because there's, there's a lot of fighting that goes on before that.
1: Yeah, but we don't need the play-by-play of that. Not
2: really. I do think it's kind of cool that, Tol- or that Cal tries to cook Ptolemus inside mm-hmm. his armor. I wish that would have worked.
0: Me too. Yeah. Was he was Cal trying to kill Ptolemus? I, it's, it's, I get the feeling he doesn't want to actually kill Ptolemus because he's, I mean, before Ptolemus thought he killed his father, they were relatively friendly.
2: Yeah. They were going to go red hunting together, right.
0: basically. Right.
1: So, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a part
0: of Cal, Cal that doesn't want to kill them because they don't know either.
1: Well, Cal literally says, I don't want to kill you.
2: Yeah, later on.
1: No, it's here. We're, we're at that point, yeah.
2: But the shadow grabs her around the throat and is basically choking her. And she can't see where he's at. And he tells her red and dead, you know, that he's going to kill her. Yeah, so she's her. <laughs> suffocating and she tries to hit him and knock him back that doesn't really- so cal throws a fireball at them while he's trying to fend off ptolemus and evangeline at yeah. the same time and he's that kind makes- of dueling
1: with three people but definitely two
2: right and that makes Rombo's basically fall backwards from the fireball so Mare's like oh okay this guy's really clumsy not good on his feet she's kind of picking up on things around them as this fight is going on right? so as the, as the shadow has a hold of her neck she reaches out and finds what she thinks feels like his face yeah she confirms that it's his face right cause she
0: can still feel him yeah she can yeah, still
2: feel him you just can't see him so she finds what she knows is his face and Puts her thumb right through his eyes so and now blinds him. The shadow can't see her either. Yep. Yeah. Flashes back into
1: Existence. visibility
2: and basically is just like crying mirrored tears mm. because the blood is just Lovely. falling out of his eyes. Lovely. Very, uh, the mountain and Oberon.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, totally.
2: Is that what you were picturing too?
0: No. They oh. just totally underestimate Mare on a regular basis.
2: Pretty much, yeah. So, Mare runs at Evangeline and Ptolemus to try I... to break up this thing that they've got going with Cal.
1: How... But, I She literally points out, it's like, I guess I didn't think that running headfirst into a magnetron was a bad idea until I did it. Yeah.
2: I don't know what she thought. You know, I mean, I Can guess that's her one? only option at that point in time. But she scratches herself on Evangeline's armor and starts to
1: bleed bleed,
2: and drip red blood all over the place. And she's like, well, here we go. You can't hide this. There's cameras and well, I mean, video screens everywhere. So they, now they everybody's going to see. to her see. being red. Yeah. But just I not mean, her now, powers. Right. Now she's. She can. She did exactly. She's doing exactly what she wanted to do, which is have them show everybody, you know, well that they can all see it.
1: That's true.
2: But the, her but being again, red right
0: now doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Because Maven lied Maven, and said that she used tricks to make yeah, it look like she had. He was abilities. like, yes, I know.
2: Is a red. But it means something to her to be bleeding red on those screens in front of all the silvers to be the only red there.
0: It yeah, means something to Mare. Well, I'm sure it does.
1: It doesn't do anything for her, though. (laughs) It
2: doesn't do anything, but I think it's just her being like, hey, you guys, you know, she thinks at this point in time her family's dead, all the Scarlet Guard is dead, it's like, the people might as well see, you know, one more red try to fight. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I get it, but it's like, I get that it has some sort of, like, emotional meaning, for her. It's just like, it feels like at this point, because it doesn't necessarily help her in any way, it's just kind of a distraction.
2: So they're, like, fighting back and forth basically, running all over the place and they're realizing they can't keep up this pace. That they are fighting back, but they're not gaining any ground. You know, so they've got to figure out something to do to try to one-up these guys. And They start, the magnetrons start using their power, and all this metal debris and everything comes up from the ground. Uh, One of either Evangeline or Ptolemus, they don't say which one, one of them grabs a pipe and shoves it through the shadow, basically killing him, and the arena gasps, like, oh! So, I mean, Mare's like, really? You Mm -hmm. guys think that you're so big and bad, and you're gasping at that you know they're just they're all a bunch of cowards basically when it comes down to it they say they want violence but then they're affronted with violence and you know get all mad about it so mare's kind of doing a circle in the arena to get the strong arm to attack her She's formulating a plan.
1: Yeah, she has. At this
2: point in time. She she tells Cal, she's like, I got a plan. Yeah. I got an idea. And Cal's like, great, because I ran out of them five minutes ago. (laughs) He was like, I was just going to cook everybody, and now I can't do that, so you got to come up with something. Right.
1: Again, Cal's not smart. Of this pair, Mare is definitely the smarter. Oh,
2: by leaps and bounds. leaps and bounds. Cal has Evangeline and Ptolemus kind of in a little bit of a pickle. He's, you know, lighting them up and doing some damage, but Osanos comes through. He parts the steam, first of all, like clears everything out so they can see. So he can try to get closer to Cal and get his ability going on Cal. you know he needs all the yeah. water for what he's gonna do and mayor lets rhombos corner her and get her to where he thinks he has her trapped she can feel that arvin is really close to her can feel him pressing down on her powers and she's got him, he's got her all backed into a corner. She tries to call for the lightning again. Of course, it still doesn't come, but she's Sweetheart. like, just had to try. Just got to double check and make mm-hmm. sure. He's
1: so literally she, right behind you.
2: Right. She's like, all right, I got, I got an idea. I know what I need to do. She looks up at Maven and locks eyes with him right as Rhombos picks up a pipe and sails it at her. Yeah. And she does the most awesome thing ever. She
1: does. This is one thing where it's like, I can picture it in my head, but I can't wait to actually see it.
2: Right. She drops to the ground. Yeah. Right as the pipe mm-hmm. flies by. Yeah. And it spears Arvin with a nice little squelching sound. No. Stranger Things style.
1: I can't handle squelching anymore. Squelch. Nope. Yes.
2: Imagine what a nice squelch that must have been for Mayor to hear, though.
1: Well, yeah, it must have been a very satisfying sound. And then she just, like, kind of hears his body fall. She just hears, like, a thud of his body against the floor, and she's just like,
2: oh. Yeah. So satisfying. So, of course, as soon as Arvin is dead, she can get her powers back. She's not being silenced. And she's sparking and shooting lightning, and the crowd is going insane, and Maven is screaming, kill her, kill her, shoot her! You know, basically like, okay, she's got, she's got her powers back. Let's take her out now before, you know, something happens. Right. Before this goes Exactly what happens happens. Right. So, Rombos is looking at her like he can't believe what's going on because nobody can believe what's going on. Why does this red girl have lightning? And she's like, so long, sucker, and electrocutes him. And he's done. And she looks over at Osanos, who is basically at this point in time trying to drown Cal with a giant orb of water. And she zaps him. And he drops. Cal gets up. He's like hacking and coughing, you know, because he's been choked with water, basically. Mare runs through the arena. I have super easy, barely an inconvenience. in my notes Mm -hmm. just exactly like they taught her you know she says they helped make their own doom because this is exactly what they trained her for which kind of makes me wonder like why did they put her through that were they trying to test her are they trying to see what she could do
1: i don't think that they thought it was going to come to this
2: probably not guess maybe they thought they'd kill her like in a less public way if they had to yeah but they just they got to this point and have to do it publicly i don't know evangeline sends a giant beam at her and she like skates right under that and evangeline brings up a sword and swings at her with that and like nothing that she can do nothing evangeline can throw at mare is making any difference at all at this point and she's all freaking out she's like not a lie not a trick you know like duh did you <laughs> did you really think after all this time she had seen what she could do
1: right I don't like what did you think Queen's before. trial was yeah exactly you almost some died sort of, honey yeah
2: some sort of I don't know trick gloves that you can't see I have no idea <laughs>
1: I don't know, silvers don't know much about technology. That's that's a red thing. They let the reds handle that.
2: I guess that's true, yeah. They, they could be some kind of technology they didn't realize. But Mare starts to get a storm kind of brewing over their head. And she tells Evangeline, You said you'd kill me if I ever got in your way. Here's your chance. Like, here we go. I'm I'm right here. If you want to take me out, go ahead and take me out. So Mare plants her feet and she's ready and Evangeline gets up and turns and runs. <laughs> she's she's like, like, "Yeah, nope. No. I'm out of here. And Mare's like, oh, sweet. We're running now. I'm going to chase you down. She chases her down. But instead, she can't right. chase her for long because Cal is you know, getting his butt kicked by the nymph again.
1: It's like, he gotta, that guy's gotta get taken care of.
2: So she, to, to distract him, I guess, she puts her hand around him and shocks him? Why yeah. didn't she just kill him? Like, I, right there?
1: I don't know. Maybe it was like a, uh, you know, like, I don't quite have the, the, this. I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know if it would, like, necessarily work. First try from just, I don't know. more action.
2: I guess. I mean, it doesn't take her very long to kill him. But he turns and starts hammering the water down on her instead of Cal.
1: I don't know what she thought was going to happen.
2: I guess, I mean, she does the exact right thing, which is send a spark up through the water. Yeah. Because water's a conductor of electricity. Yeah. So she sends a spark up through the water and kills him. And, I mean, I guess she was trying to buy Cal some time. I guess. But this is where I have in my notes that um, Cal is basically a flame. And he's got Ptolemus cowering at his feet. And he could just fry him right there. But he lets his arms go out and he says he won't kill him.
1: That, you see... Previously, when I said something about it, he did specifically say, I don't want to kill you to Ptolemus. This is when Mare is, like, telling Cal to kill Ptolemus. Right. And Cal's like, I don't wanna.
2: Yeah. He's kind of dipping back into that sensible, responsible guy that he was before. You know, not... Taking into account everything they've been through in the last, what are we looking at? Probably 24, 36 hours since the king has died. Twenty-four, Something along those lines. So, after they've got all that taken away and uh, Cal steps back and says that he won't kill Ptolemus. Mare looks up and ex- she's expecting the ca- crowd to gasp that he won't kill but She looks up and it's empty. They've sent everybody out. So it's just Maven standing there. And Maven starts a long, slow clap uh-huh. of appreciation for Mare. Which is super condescending. Yeah. Good job,
1: Maven. Great job, honey! Yeah. With
2: Alara right there.
1: Of course.
2: And so all of a sudden, the sound of marching feet come in. Yeah, just hundreds and thousands of them until she can't hear Maven clapping anymore. All she can hear is boots, and this is when she starts.
1: It's not. It's not fair. We won. Come on, let us go. I killed all your people. I mean, except Evangeline Tollman. Evangeline Tollman. But honey, that's not how this works, right?
2: I don't know why she thought they were gonna be. I love that you
1: think that. Like that's so cute.
2: You beautiful little tropical fish. Yeah. And of course she wants to cry. When
1: does she not? Which I would too. When does she not?
2: True. 17-year-old girl. Right. But she knows that she can't cry now. You know, even though there's no cameras, there's no video screens, none of that. She can't cry. At this point in time, she won't give Maven the satisfaction of of course, seeing her cry. So she apologizes to Cal, you know, sorry that she got him into this, and sorry that he's going to die because of her, and all this other stuff, you know. Mayor,
1: if you apologize to everyone who you think is going to die because of you, you're going to be doing a lot of apologizing. Yeah, pretty much. You're just never going to stop. I'm sorry.
2: Cal does the sweetest thing. He grabs her hand as the soldiers come in and starts humming the song that was playing when they were dancing and they kissed. I know. It's
1: like, Daw. right?
2: Can't believe he even remembers what song it was.
1: It's Way probably go, it's probably like a traditional.
2: I don't know. It could be.
1: It, it's like, maybe I think they use the same song every time they practiced.
2: Oh, that makes sense.
1: So he, like, remembered it from, you know, all those other times. But then, I don't know. The point is, it's cute.
2: Alara whispers in Maven's ear, and he says, Goodbye, little lightning girl, and raises his hand to wave at her. And she can swear that she sees his hand shaking. Like, you know, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what what this has all come down to. And yeah. she shuts her eyes, expecting to feel bullets like tear her apart and then she's like all right i'm ready to die i'm gonna let go i'm gonna go see all my family that's already dead they're all gonna all gonna be waiting there for me you know and so she's going she's going through all of this but like i guess controlling that storm that's above them
1: she's not consciously controlling
2: it at this point yet yeah yeah
1: but it's one of those things where it's it's kind of like what happened at queen's trial where like When she feels, like, just acceptance and she's just, like, letting go, it's when she's, like.
2: Yeah, when she gets out of her head, that's when the power gets real strong.
1: Yeah. Until she learns how to control even that part.
2: Yeah. So a big bolt of lightning comes down and busts through the shield. And she feels the lightning of it and everything start to rain down on her, and it kind of sparks something up in her and brings her back <laughs> to
1: life. Sparks, yeah, sparks her. something up in her. Did you her. do that on purpose?
2: I did. Okay. I thought you'd like that.
1: Yeah. You said it so nonchalant. I thought. I thought maybe it was like not intended.
2: No, it's totally intended. Cool. So everybody's running from the sparks falling. And Cal is trying to drag her away, but she's standing there soaking all of this up.
1: I love that Cal is, like, throwing her out of the way, this huge lightning bolt. Like, it's gonna hurt Mare. Like, save yourself, dude.
2: Yeah, I guess he's just not thinking about it. Kind of like the whole, when he was checking her for (laughs) wounds, when the silver blood was all over her. Like, he just doesn't think about it for a second.
1: And it's like, there, there was no red blood on her, so she's just like, dude.
2: Yeah, this This can't be mine. (laughs) That's
1: not how this works. Again, not the smart one.
2: No. But he does grab her and save her from falling into the chasm thing. And she knows that, you know, all of these gunmen are in there and they're not going to wait for Maven's orders this time. They're just going to open fire. So she closes her eyes and starts hearing guns. Go off all over the place. And she's waiting to die. But no bullets hit her. Which is interesting. Yeah. So she looks down at her feet and what does she see?
1: Gun barrels.
2: All different kinds. Yeah. Not the same kind of gun like you would think the army would use. All,
1: All mismatched.
2: Yeah. All mismatched. Somebody grabs her shirt and pulls her over the edge of the chasm where the water was for... Lord Osanos, and they don't let go of her, they just keep...
1: Yeah, getting pulled through water and everything. Yeah.
2: Down, 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 uh-huh. into the darkness. And that's the so end of the
1: book. rescued? Rescued with a question mark and a couple exclamation points? Something like that.
2: The black void of sleep ebbs away, giving way to life again. My body rocks with motion, and I can sense an engine somewhere. Metal shrieks against metal, scraping at a high speed in a noise I vaguely recognize. The Undertrain. So, yay. Mare wakes up. She's passed out from her battle in the arena and having gotten dragged over the edge. So she wakes up and... She can feel something underneath her. It's not a bench. It's, it's not, not a pillow. It's not
1: cloth. Or it's not like cloth. It's it's,
2: it's a person. Yeah. She's, she's laying on, on somebody's lap. lap. But across from her is Cal. And whoever she's laying on the lap of, Cal is just like staring at them. Just mm-hmm. boring holes in them.
1: But she can't quite place the
2: expression on his face. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay, I've seen this before, but I'm not really sure. And it's,
0: well,
1: it's not necessarily what it means. anger.
0: And she sees Farley there, right? So yeah. it's not Farley whose lap she's it's on. It's not
1: Farley whose lap which she's on. Farley's got a,
2: a little, gun on Cal.
1: Which would be more than a little creepy if it was. It would be,
2: considering how Farley's not really like your cuddly, yeah. fuzzy type.
1: Yeah. Something definitely tells me that Farley would do that.
0: So, right. Mare's obviously like, oh, this must be Calor, and Kaloran's still alive.
1: And also, she like she hears whoever slap she's laying on say something, and she thinks it's Kaloran's voice.
2: Yeah, because she tries to sit up, and a hand pushes her back down, tells her to lay still. Well, no, the voice that she hears is Kaloran's. Is it? Yeah.
0: Because he, co- he's he come comes from behind Mar- Farley. He, he comes, comes from right. behind
2: Farley, and she's like, So, wait a minute. If you're there, if you're there who's then whose who's lap here? am I laying, I laying on?
1: on?
2: Which is a weird sentence to ever have to type. <laughs> whose lap am I laying on? Let's play Tell Me You Grew Up in the 80s without telling me you grew up in the 80s. Whose lap am I laying on? I fell asleep at church. Whose lap am I laying on? <laughs>
0: So whose lap is she laying on? Do we get the answer in the epilogue?
2: Well, I like this because I at actually first, like
1: how it's written. It's written yeah,
2: well. She looks up and she's like, she sees who it is, and so she instantly thinks, I'm dead. I died in the arena. Right.
1: Am I dead? I'm Are dead. We dead.
2: We're all dead. Everybody on this train is dead. And it is Shade who has come to take her on the undertrain to the afterlife.
1: That's that's kind of her thought that's process right now. What
2: she's thinking. And Shade just shakes his head at her and says, you're not dead, Mare, and neither am I. And she's Whoa, just what? like.
1: What? What? Shade, are you kidding me? This is twist number two in case you're keeping, yeah. keeping track.
2: Because just like the cheat, Shade is not, not dead.
1: dead. Yeah. Shade is not dead. No, we're
2: not. Mm-mm. There's no need for the so whole. So glad okay. that Shade is not dead. Okay, that's all I'm going to she's just like uh, she can't yeah she shorts out basically
1: (laughs) does not compute does not compute
2: her brain is unwired for a second and she says but the mutation they killed you for it and he grins and this is now I sound like Mare (laughs) (laughs) this was one of my favorite parts of towards the end of the book because you don't get a lot of moments Towards the end of this book, that give you really any hope for anything at all, honey. I mean, the happy ending books you do, but not these books. (laughs) You're not going to get a lot of hope and warm fuzzy feelings towards the end of them. But Shade is the last one. Sure, we'll get there in you know like another sixty something episodes, (laughs) couple years, (laughs) yeah, couple years. (laughs) But Shade, uh, Shade says, well, they tried. And as he says that, she doesn't blink or look away. But he moves faster than her eyes can process, basically. And then he's sitting next to Cal. And he says, but they weren't fast enough. And then all of a sudden he's back next to Mary again. And he says, no one is. And she's just like. Ah, 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 ah. So she's just, she's freaking out. She's like, Shade is alive. He can teleport, basically, is what this power is. I don't. They call it teleport. I don't.
1: They know say if they teleportation
2: actually... a couple times. Oh, okay, okay. I can't remember if they actually said the word teleport or not. Because I mean, that's what. It
1: is that's what it, is. what it
2: essentially is. He's just teleporting right. from one place to another. Or, um, if you're an X Men fan, he's, he's bamfing. He's bamfing. Yeah.
0: Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Not in this chapter, but at a certain point, they do say teleporting or teleportation. or...
2: Okay, I gotcha. I
1: couldn't. I it's pretty it's not sure what, there's like an official title for the power that we'll get into eventually. Right. That's not what it is, but you get the
0: point. He also, at this point, does he not tell her that the family is safe? Mm-hmm. She asks about all the
2: others, and he yeah. says they're alive Mom and, and dad well. the are safe. We'll see them soon.
1: Siblings all safe. Yeah. Well.
2: So she's excited for a minute. Which she doesn't let herself do very often, and in typical mare fashion, she doesn't let it last very long. She's all excited, and then she's like, wait a minute, you gotta let my swole cow go.
1: Yep. Swole cow? Let him go.
2: Yeah. He could melt his shackles away, but he's not. He's just sitting there
0: waiting. He and could she's... just swole them off Yeah, if
2: he really wanted to. he could, basically. It's just like this hulk of dude sitting there on the undertrain, and... He tells her before Farley can even say anything about not letting him go. Cal tells her, no, they won't let me go, and they shouldn't. In fact, if you want to be really thorough, you should probably blindfold me. And not show me where we're going. Because he's still loyal to the crown, basically. He's not going to side with the guard. Even though they saved him at this point in time. He's still letting them know that he's not going to be, yeah, like on their team or whatever, basically. Right.
0: But Mayor stills trying to convince them that he's not a threat. Yeah, even after Cal's like, no, don't. yeah,
2: she's trying to tell him, but he saved me. I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him. And we've got a couple of readings.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, Farley has a reply here.
1: Barley says, no matter what he did for you, the prince is not on our side, and I won't risk what's left of us for your little romance.
2: Mary is incredulous.
0: <laughs> romance? She, yeah. Romance? romance? There
1: is no romance wow. here, guys. At this point
2: in time, I don't think that she thinks that there is. I think with everything that they've been through, she's so traumatized. When she looks at Cal, all she can see is him with that flaming sword decapitating his own father. Like, that's just what she's back to every single time, what Maven made him do. So any of those thoughts that she would have had are just a jumbled mess at this point right now as far as attraction goes to Cal.
0: I mean, but I there's still obviously something there where she wouldn't be fighting this hard that's true. to try to get him to let him go. That's true.
2: She does care about his well-being enough you know, to want him to be safe. You know, I guess she's like, "Well, Kalorn is safe, so now I've got to save somebody. I might as well try save Cal." Right. My work with Kalorn is obviously done.
1: <laughs> I have to sa- I I have to find some boy to save. Okay.
2: Well, then she brings up a whole list of boys that they can save, and girls too. <laughs> and girls, yeah. Right. Well, and Farley says, "Yep, I've still got the list. I know all the names." And they're like, "Great," because so does Maven.
0: Yeah, because Kalorin says something about they can't trust any silvers again. And yeah. Obviously, because of what Maven did, they trusted Maven, and that didn't go well. And then Mare has something she says here.
1: Well, because Cal is like, you know, he's kind of just, he's not fighting. Like, You know, he could break out.
0: He's just kind of sitting not. there, like a bump on a log.
1: And uh, he doesn't want to fight anymore. And Mare says, it's in a monologue thing. Part of me doesn't either. Part of me wishes I could submit to chains, to captivity and silence. But I have lived that life already. In the mud, in the shadows, in a cell, in a silk dress. I will never submit again. I will never stop fighting. see how long that lasts. I want
0: everyone out there to mark mark Mare's words here.
1: (laughs) Mark the time.
0: Because as with most things Mare says in defiance, she will prove herself wrong.
1: (laughs) She's gonna... Yeah, we'll we'll see how long that lasts. We'll kind of give you some.
0: That's this reminds me of earlier with Julian. I'm no one's fool. <clears throat> no one's playing me. Right,
1: right, exactly. We'll, we'll see exactly how how many chapters that lasts. Yeah. I won't be a pawn in your game <laughs> well, while being a pawn. Oh in my their god,
0: game. I can't believe I was a pawn in your game. <laughs> right,
2: <laughs> and the and he even says cow was also
0: a pawn in your game. <laughs>
2: They used everybody. Don't you <laughs> understand what they do? That's what narcissists do.
0: And yeah, so yeah, Farley points out that she does have the list, but as Mayor points out, Maven knows it exists. All he has to do is use the blood base, and he'll be able to find all the information as well.
2: Lorne walks forward determined. I won't let him find them before we do.
1: Okay. Clorne, you gotta stop doing that, my man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you gotta stop just, like, you know, agreeing with what Mare says or having some, like, snappy quote at the end of chapters. You gotta stop. <laughs>
2: he's trying real hard, Mia.
1: I know, but it's, like, it's kind of working, but he's still, he's still, like, on, you know, level 999 of that right. friend zone. He I mean, I guess...
2: Right. He figures that Maven has been knocked off the top spot as the one that she was actually going to have to marry. It's like, all right, that's taken care of. She's not going to have to marry that guy anymore. Thank God. Right? And and so he's like, all right, so I've moved up a spot. There's Cal, and, and then, like.
0: there's every other guy. And then me. And then me. <laughs> so if I could just get rid of every, every, every other guy.
2: Every <laughs> and, and Swole Cow. And Swole Cow here. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm golden. And with all this talk of Maven, he is just rippling off Cal. He's just furious yeah. at this point in time.
0: And Mayor's looking at Cal, and he's looking at her, and they're both, she can see in their eyes, they're both thinking the same thing. I will kill him. I, yeah. yeah.
1: Everyone join the We Wanna Kill Maven Club! Yeah, everyone go.
0: Everyone on the Undertrain has joined the We Wanna Kill Maven Club.
2: Yeah, they are all 100% ready.
0: And that's pretty much where we... Where we end. Yeah.
2: Yeah, That's the end of the epilogue. That's the end of Red Queen, book number one. We did it, guys.
1: We could do the acknowledgements, Mm -hmm. but they're like five pages long. That would
0: be a whole other podcast. She she writes a lot of it.
2: She does write a
1: lot of it. The acknowledgements are like as long as the epilogue. Right.
2: And not a Taylor Swift thank anywhere in there. Just kidding.
0: But. It does, it leaves us at a good place Um, in the story, kind of making, wanting to see what happens next. There was a lot of downers, obviously, but then the last thing that Mare sees is that her brother's still alive, and she he has this awesome ability, and that Scarlet Guard's not dead. They're still around.
1: The Scarlet Guard is not dead!
2: You did it, not me. <laughs> are
0: we still there? Kalorin, so... There's
2: Everybody she thought she had lost. She right. was starting to get all this hope
0: back. So,
1: so Mare, your pessimism was useless.
0: Right. So, going into you the You just next
1: made yourself feel more sad.
0: Going into the next book, we know we've got Maven and Alara basically running Archeon, running yeah. the Silvers here. And then you've got Mare and the Scarlet Guard, and then Cal in tow who's the wild card here. Yeah. And obviously I Cowl think... Cal Limbo. Right. It seems like there may be a race if Maven and Alara have half a brain, which you know they do, there's going to be a race to find these people on this list.
1: Yeah. Half a brain? About half a brain more than Cal has.
0: Who so, finds them first? There's a
2: There's a benefit with Alara and Maven because they obviously have more resources right. to be able to track these people down. However they don't know about how a lot of red life is working right now. Right. And the Scarlet Guard does. So as far as moving in and out of red villages and things like that, it's so silvers much easier do. for the Scarlet Guard to do than it will be for right. silvers. Like they send in a bunch of troops or something, everybody's going to scatter.
0: Right. And they're going to hide. They're going to protect the Scarlet Guard. You know, people, who are, people who are loyal to the Scarlet Guard are going to protect these people because they know the word is getting out. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. So that's where we're at going into the next book. Exciting. It is exciting.
2: But we are going to have a few palate cleanser episodes in between this and Glass Sword. I'm excited for those. Yes. We are very excited to bring you guys the palate cleanser episodes. We did not want to jump right from these mega downer like six chapters or whatever. Just went through right. in a row that were like, Wah. we did not want to jump right from that into Glass Sword. Which
1: is kind of more downer chapters is, for the first yeah, bit. Yeah,
2: really starts out with some downer chapters. We wanted to give you guys some fun in between. So we are going to be recording a few special bonus episodes for you guys that we'll be releasing in the next few weeks. Yes. Make sure that you are subscribed to the feed. Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Head over to the YouTube channel, which is Reading with the Rockefellers. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the bell so you'll get a notification when all of the episodes drop. You'll get a notification. Make sure you do that. Uh, And then we'll go to Fan Art Corner. I've got a really good one for you guys this week. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't. We've had several different iterations of Mare. Yes. And this one, I believe, you know, I felt a little more comfortable with this one since we're getting into the later chapters of the book and knowing where Mare is going to go from here. Uh, I feel a little more comfortable with this being the art uh, because it shows us what Mare is going to kind of look like. In the next couple of books as she progresses in her power. Especially with the silver streaks Ooh, in her hair. I like it. Yeah. They kind of refer I mean, to the silver streaks.
1: Well, she she's always had them.
2: But they get more pronounced as her powers get more. Do they? From what I remember they do.
1: I'm pretty sure she just always had them because of her time in the stilts. I think that was like...
0: A stilt thing?
1: A stilt thing.
2: When the hair, when the color's like bleached out of your hair. So yeah. Life.
1: Salt. She, she At least they're actually by checked. water,
2: though. <laughs> Although it's a river. They call it a river there. Yeah. Yep. Not like the people in Missouri with salt life <laughs> stickers. It's like, we could not be any more land life. Literally. By landlocked. thousand miles right. away
0: from the nearest salt water body.
2: Yeah. That's that's just our own personal family gripe. Every time yeah. we see a salt life sticker, we're in the middle of Missouri. And, and it's, and it's like, like, sometimes
1: I see it and I like check life. the license plate to make sure that they're not like, for some reason on vacation here in springfield missouri
2: i have two Maine stickers on my car and i live in missouri
0: though so i guess
1: well but you have a friend that lives in maine P- that's true and, and like you you can like the state of maine without living
0: there. you'd be true. surprised how many people come to springfield bass pro is huge. that's
2: true but they all have like missouri license plates it's, true. it's not like it's a california yeah. or florida license right. plate that says salt life yeah. it's like missouri anyway we see less salt life stickers when we go to florida yeah, pretty um, much. No, I do remember seeing some Salt Life stickers. Everything, right? this the stickers down there are Ron John. Yeah. Like, if you're actually from Florida, you probably have a Ron John sticker on your yeah. car,
0: not Salt Life. Oh,
1: yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's a
0: nice picture. It's Really good. Good drawing. And that
1: comes
2: from, on Instagram, Minta.art. So, that's M-I-N-T-A dot A-R-T. Minta art. So, thank you so much for letting us use your fan art this year this week that will be on our Instagram and we will put it on our fan art page on the website. So guys with us finishing up red queen, um, we will be doing the red queen fan casting episode. Um, so that one we've pretty much got on lock, I think. Uh, so what we're going to ask for, for submissions at this time Uh, Always keep sending us fan art. We love that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll be starting to get ideas for the next fan casting episode, which will be at the end of Glass Sword. So all the new characters that we're going to meet, if you guys have have read ahead, you know who they are. Go ahead and start sending them to us.
1: You can um, also send us even characters in the first book, because when we do the second one, we may go back. And if we've seen something that, you know, convinces us,
0: Or if there's news on the show and actual casting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Which will
1: probably happen by the time we roll around
2: there. I hope so. And we'll probably, like, maybe do some bonus episodes of those. Like, throw in some little mini episodes as some news hopefully starts coming out soon. Because I know that they are in pre-production. So, hopefully we get some information out about that. So, guys, follow us on all of our socials Um, at Instagram. We are uh, at Reading with the Rockefellers. You can email us, readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. Our website is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes. You can find our fan art, our blog, pictures of our beautiful faces, And our show mascots, our rats, our little mischief over there. Yes. And, oh, the YouTube channel, which I mentioned earlier, Reading with the Rockefellers. Please give me
1: recognition. (laughs) Yes, check
2: all of that out. Mia does a fantastic job of putting those videos together. Fan artists, that is definitely where you want to go if you want to see your work highlighted in expert form. Mia does that fantastically with all of your artist credits. So I really appreciate all you guys letting us feature your work. Covering Red Queen has been so much fun. We really enjoy you guys taking this journey with us, and we cannot wait for the bonus episodes and then in a few weeks to jump into Glass Sword. So you guys got anything else this week?
1: Uh, Not that I can think of. One more thing. For one of these bonus episodes, we are going to be doing uh, an on-camera version, so the video will be mostly that. Yes. So you may want to check out the video for that one specifically because it'll be probably a more enjoyable
0: experience. That's going to be our quiz show. Yeah. Mia's got a bunch of questions since she's read the book like 17 times <laughs> that she's Three. going to ask us, she's going to quiz us.
2: Maybe four. Yeah, trying to try to stop mom try and dad. Try to stop
0: mom and dad. So that will be fun.
1: I think I may have done it on a couple questions. We'll may see.
2: have and the internet's gotten us a couple of times too. So you guys won't want to miss a minute. Make sure you, like I said, uh, hit subscribe and that notification bell so you know when all of the episodes are dropping. And again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We will see you next week with a bonus episode. And we'll be back with the first chapter of Glass Sword in a few weeks. Bye.
0: Bye.